Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Graham, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Matrone. Hello. And And with with us, us. from youth, (laughs) youth's very own, (laughs) Whitney Bass. We'll save you guys from her air horn. If you want to hear it, go listen to the intro of last week. (laughs) Guys, we're on a... a, uh, discussion here about what our yes. what Heated our discussion what our creative wizard milana orders from taco bell so <laughs> if you had to match your personality with a taco bell item real quick what would you be on the taco bell menu oh what would i be personally yeah if you had to if if what menu item i know what i'd be i said you? it i said it for this is milana's order but this is also me a cinnamon twist and here's why i am mostly sweet but I'm also Whoa, self-proclaimed. I, I also have that cinnamon <laughs> spice. There is a spice to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm a free spirit, like the twisty, turny, like you never know what you're going to get. And it's Wow. Fun. See, okay. I, I you really, really self-diagnosed Yeah, you w- really thought about that. <laughs> Andrew, what are you? <laughs> Honestly, I'm just, whatever Whatever burrito's the fattest, that's probably... <laughs> You're the five-layer bean dip. Oh, screw you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really looking at this quesarito. It has, like, cheese, and I'm looking at the menu right now. Sour cream, beef, rice. Just looks like, kind of looks like me. Just looks looks bigger than it needs to be and probably extremely unhealthy. I feel like I'm a chalupa. You are a chalupa. Me and Zach are chalupas. Yes. I don't know why. We just come yeah. in pairs. We're yes. fluffy on the outside. Andrew's an empanada. No, don't give him that privilege of being an empanada. I don't, just even, know like what, me I don't even know what that is. And bread. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, that, you know, got, I'm an empanada. You've got the queso <laughs> rolled into the. <laughs> You're I'm what a, you're what should be normal a burrito, but with queso just dripped all over it. I'm an empanada with in the middle of a cheesy fiesta of potatoes. Tomatillo um, on the side. All right, guys. Wow. Hey, right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm deep into the Taco Bell menu right now. <laughs> and man, wow, looks really good. All right, hey, hit us up on Instagram. Give us your order, and. The, I don't know, the order that we like the most. Yeah. We'll, we'll message you and we'll give you a $10 Taco Bell. Oh, that's card. good. Hey, actually, I'm probably the Nachos Party Pack. That's what I got oh. Sunday. Yeah, but I'm looking at it and it says sodium warning. It has a sign <laughs> and sodium sodium. Yeah, you're warning. full of it. You're full of it. The, the warning is a sign with uh, salt. <laughs> oh, my salt, God. Salt shaker. So, this, the way this came Connor. about. I ordered the party pack nachos thinking that it was just like, <laughs> oh, it's a party on chips. Like, here's all the stuff. It is four feet long, a foot and a half wide. <laughs> it's made for a party, which makes sense. That's why they would name it that. Or a college bro, you know? Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, all right. that DM the Young Adult Instagram account. Let us know your order. 
And whichever yes. one we like or appreciate the most, we'll <laughs> DM you back and we will give you a $10 gift card to Taco Bell. Hey, we might even pick two or three of you. Well, you have to come to Young Adults and pick it up next yeah. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so for yes. our worship night. Yeah. Wait, wait, or that already even happened. Yeah, I'm not sure when this one will. <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. <laughs> Just come, <laughs> just, just come to just YA. Come, just come. come to YA. Find us, and we will give you your gift card <laughs> to Taco Bell. Okay. All right. So to the good stuff. To the stuff that matters. Okay. Um, more and more, we hear people from young adults that come. Um, they haven't been in church in a long time, uh, and honestly, young adults might kind of be like the open door for them to start coming back into church. And a lot of the theme that we've been hearing recently are people that come. Um, that, that have church baggage. Um, that's kind of like a phrase that's become a little more popular. It's like church baggage. Um, and it, it's kind of evolved to the point where there's even like social media platforms and accounts started from people who have church baggage. Mm-hmm. And they look to vocalize or quote unquote bring awareness um, in hopes of helping other people or just because they're angry and they want to like destroy church. Um, and, and, you know, like I think most of us at some point in our life have experienced or even might carry around what can be called church baggage, where mm-hmm. we see maybe unhealthy things done in church, um, either finance or abuse of power or lying from a leader or mistrust, whatever, it happens. Um, so today we wanted to talk about how do we deal with church baggage in a way mm-hmm. that brings healing mm-hmm. and not bitterness and anger. So today we're going to be talking about church baggage, and I think to kick this off, mm-hmm. we just kind of have to recognize the fact that all of us working in a church, like this might be awkward, whatever, but church baggage is a very real yeah, thing. Yeah. It's very real. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So how, like, I would say, how, how do we yeah, setting the that? Setting the table. I mean, yes, we are three humans that do work for a church. However, like, I think, um, I know for, I'll speak personally really quick here. Um, I haven't always worked for a church, and when I first started, you know, coming of age and my faith, and um, really establishing myself in a local church and planting myself, and um, kind of yeah, being up close and personal to like leadership and decision making and just different things. Like I, I do have wounds, um, and I think that's like really confusing because like growing up, I was I was established in like charismatic church, very Pentecostal. So I did have, like, I wouldn't say it was church baggage, but I definitely saw some, like, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never really personally felt it. Like, I saw, like, the effects out of my parents or uh, my family, my cousins, like, whatever. But when I came of age, I would say, that was, like, my first real experience I've had with, like, ooh, that actually hurt me. You know, this uh, decision hurt me. What was said hurt me. Um, and it was very confusing to kind of navigate through that quote unquote church baggage, if you yeah. will. Um, but what I how I reasoned through it and what I want to set the table for up from the jump is that I came to the realization that the church is the hope of the world. That is God's plan A. I God loves his church. And so how can <clears throat> I <clears throat> wrestle through this while still loving and serving mm-hmm. the church? Um whether I have been hurt, wounded by church members. And so I think um, a lot of listeners right now, they have been or have experienced in in the past, um, like, well, church hurt for the very first time themselves, personally, not their family, not their dad, not their mom, not their cousin, not their sister, not their brother, like themselves. And so, um, yeah, let's talk about it. 
today. Yeah, I think it's such a good topic to talk about because there, I, I don't know this person's name, and if, even if I did, I wouldn't share it. But there's a lady on Instagram and on TikTok, clearly has had mm-hmm. some church baggage in in her life, um, and she's gone so polar opposite to where she's like this atheist now. She has a whole section on her Instagram on how to deconstruct your faith, and mm-hmm. she's like bitter and jaded. And what's interesting to me is like, I think she like people don't separate this idea of that like church is led, not just filled with, but led with flawed, right. hurting people right? just as much as, mm-hmm. you know, like the people that come into mm-hmm. church. And so, yeah, church baggage is real. It's it's a real thing. Um, and it's unfortunate that many of us, like me included to some degree, carry it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think just to validate, I I think you'd be hard pressed to not to, to find a person who hasn't been hurt yeah. by the church or somebody who's associated with a yeah. church and you in a roundabout way put it towards the church. Um right? I mean yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. I I just feel like everybody at some point has been hurt, whether it be by a message or a book that they read or a podcast or a post or something personal. Um I was a pastor's kid and, and grew up mm-hmm. In a in a very legalistic, great great in so many aspects, but but there was a level of legalism. I I remember I think I've told this story before of my dad was a pastor and some guy didn't like how my dad did something and literally showed up on our front door yeah, and banged yeah. on our door. I remember my dad standing between us and that guy, mm-hmm. this angry man, yeah, because <laughs> my dad wasn't pastoring well enough. Um, seeing affairs in the church, seeing. Yeah. Addictions in the church from pastors. I, so I, I remember really, I remember growing up and not really being able to articulate it as a young kid, but knowing something just didn't feel right to me. And I never like hated the church, but I remember being like, I never want to work for a church. Yeah, I don't want any. I love Jesus, but I'm not really interested in in mm-hmm. being a part of this. Yeah. But then, in in full disclosure, I've been working at Red Rocks Church for almost 11 years now. And I've been really hurt here sometimes. Yeah. Like there, there's been things that have happened here, whether it be by a staff member, whether it be by a boss, or, mm-hmm. um, or a, a, a congregant that that has said something to me, or the amount of email. Just so you know, if you're listening, the amount of emails we get yeah. after like yeah. sermons or different things. Like, I know that that person's not in leadership, but they're still a part of God's church, and they're mm-hmm. responding to me in a way that is mm-hmm. trying to hurt me. Yeah. yeah. So I've had multiple times being a pastor. Where I've been really hurt by the church, yeah. and to go a step further, being a pastor and working in church, I have hurt people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I've hurt people that I've been on my staff. I haven't um, said things that I should have, or I should have said something and I didn't. Um, I I even look back to like old sermons that I used to preach when I was like a youth pastor and just learning, literally learning the Bible yeah. and understanding it. And I'm yeah. like, I would never say that again. Oh Lord, I wish I could go back and tell those kids. I I don't mean that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've when when it comes to like people that we've let go or people that we um have had to like ask to leave the church. Like I, I I've I've been a part of of probably a lot of people's. 
church baggage story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we all have. And yeah. and not out of me being malicious, but me trying to do the best that I know how to do to shepherd shepherd what God has entrusted to me. So yeah, all that to say, uh, we sit here from a place that have we've been hurt. And then yeah. we've also, as pastors sitting here, we've we've also played a role. Yeah. Um, not on purpose, maybe even moments, I don't know, but have hurt hurt other people and have created church baggage for people. So um, just, I think I say all to say, just validate the aspect of you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so be encouraged by that, mm-hmm. um, but also don't don't feel special. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one that's ever had. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not, I, and there's a lot more to come potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say real real quick up front before we go any deeper, we're gonna define like <clears throat> church baggage and abuse um, more along the lines of like maybe like. I guess where we're not going to go with this is like sexual abuse in the church. And here's why that is a dark, dark evil um, that deserves its own, not, not even just podcast. I mean, there's just so many layers and levels to people that have been physically sexually abused in a church. And so if you hear us being not necessarily lighthearted or even pushing back on some of the like church baggage themes, mm-hmm. we are not talking about people that have been like sexually abused yes. in a church. Yes. Um, maybe one day we'll talk about that or even bring in a professional to yes. to help navigate that. We're kind of talking about, man, I didn't get a, the promotion or, you know, somebody confronted me about something I posted on Insta mm-hmm. or Mm-hmm. You know, even even deeper, like I saw mismanagement of funds or yeah. why do they buy this? Fair or, or yeah, 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 something like that. So um, as we continue this convo, just know if you've ever been sexually abused in a church, our heart breaks for you. We're yes. sorry. Yes. And um, this goes that goes much deeper than what we're about to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do want to acknowledge that, you know, church baggage can come in multiple ways. And I think I think one thing that we don't. Um, allow ourselves to do, and Andrew, you said this uh, kind of in the the pre-recorded recording meeting, mm-hmm. is that church is like our community. It feels like a family, and when we're yeah. offended or hurt by a church, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to grieve in yeah. the same way we would mm-hmm. grieve in any other given situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I think like when when hard things come, when we're confronted, when we are you know challenged, maybe on our life or on our act it causes us to be like introspective and sometimes it can feel like we've got to make a change Mm -hmm. and that can be like tough. And for some reason, like with churches, we don't give ourselves the permission to, to kind of grieve that season. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I agree. And I I think like, even when you look at the, depending on what you look at, there's five stages of grief or seven stages of grief. Like Mm -hmm. the the seven stages is shock and denial, pain and guilt, anger, Mm -hmm depression, the upward turn, reconstruction of working through it, and then acceptance and hope. And I I think that when when I when I see someone who is like yes. hates the church, I, I, I they're they're very they're just angry. Yeah. And they're really frustrated and they're kind of in that stage of grief. Um and they almost become like depressed with it. Like I want nothing to do. I'm never gonna find community again, yada yada yada. Um but I I think to your point, I think that it's so important for people to grieve it. Yes, and I think that with, with anything, when it comes to anything in life, we we are such a pain adverse kind of mm-hmm. people. We love just kind of sweep things under the rug and like move past stuff. But there's something so powerful in saying like this situation and circumstance isn't going to hold power over me anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm going to sit in this and grieve in it. When, when when the Bible says take captive every thought, 
it doesn't say sweep sweep every thought right. on the rug and pretend it's not there. No, it says yeah, yeah. take captive, take inventory, mm-hmm. and take the negative thoughts and and make it obedient to Christ. And making it obedient to Christ is, is allowing Christ into your situation and into like the circumstance and your grieving process. So um, I have a lot of hope for people that find themselves in that place because I believe that once mm-hmm. you've have fought through your grief, mm-hmm. you'll get to the place of like acceptance and hope. Yeah. Yes. But um, if you're not willing to face the the grief and face it, you're going to be sitting in a, in a stage of bitterness for a long time. Yeah. And just like we talk about with forgiveness, the, the church will continue to move on and yeah. you will not. Yeah. yeah. And you'll sit there and wonder, wait, why? Why have they just kind of yeah. moved forward? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so that, yeah, you see that dichotomy with yes. people and there's a, there's a tension if you're not willing to like, yes, even if you were hundred percent wronged, mm-hmm. the church was wrong. You still, there's mm-hmm. a choice in the matter to, to, to face the, the, yeah. the, the, the reality is you can always find somebody to validate and fester your pain. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. And, and that's not healthy in any <clears throat> other <clears throat> area of life. Right. Like we, we readily know that if we're hurt, and we're like, and we are, and we are wronged. Right. Not mm-hmm. that the church. Well, you just misunderstood the church. Whatever. No, like if you, like you said, if you are genuinely wronged, even still being wronged, yeah. we know in uh, any other area of life, friendship, relationship, what you shouldn't do is find people to continue to heap coals on that right, wrong right. and allow you yeah. to fester. Because they're out there. Yeah, right. but yeah. for some reason, when it comes to church hurt and church baggage, yeah, we like to come together and reminisce in mm-hmm. our pain. Mm-hmm. And instead of moving forward and getting healing, all that does is allow that that hurt, that seed to just grow deeper and deeper and the deeper. To infect right. itself. Yeah. I'm going to quote my husband here because this is like the best thing he's probably ever said. But church baggage, baggage is meant to travel, period. And so if you don't, Andrew, to your point, if you're not seeking healing and grieving, like when I've grieved the loss of my mom, I went through all those stages and, um, and it's not fun to be like angry at the church. It's not fun to like mourn and be sad and cry and have denial towards like what had happened. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you move on so quick and not seek that healing, that baggage, you will wear like a badge of honor. You yeah. will say, look at my Louis Vuitton church baggage, okay? Yeah. Look how awesome it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we go, like what, Connor, what, to your point, is like you would mm-hmm. never go to your divorced friend asking for marriage advice. You just wouldn't. Like that's obviously like common fact, you know, yeah. common sense. Um, but for whatever reason, we want to congregate and come around these people that are like, I'm wounded by the church and so are you. Let's like... Misery loves let's, company. Let's talk about yeah. it with each other. And yeah. instead of being like, oh, I want to work through this with someone that maybe has had church baggage mm-hmm. yeah. and wants to. And, and how did you get through this season? How did you face this really harsh word that was spoken against you? How yeah. did you face getting let go from a church? How did you face like rejection from whatever the case may be? So um, yeah. all that to say is your baggage will travel with you to the next church, to the next church, to the right. next church, to the next church. No church will be perfect. Everyone has their laundry. Yeah. And have you noticed too, like the more hurt you are by relationships, the greater their expectation for the next one. Right. Oh yeah. You know, like you, and we all have seen this cause we've been hurt in relationships. Yeah. Like you put the future relationships on this pedestal and uh-huh. like at the first sign 
of them doing anything that reminds me of anything old, oh, I'm yeah. out. Oh, and yeah. so your level yeah. of like patience and grace and mm-hmm. uh, and so I think I see that a lot with a lot with people of that's why I think people with a lot of church baggage are like from church to church to church to church because they they hold the pastor yes. and the church and the environment and the worship and the leadership and the way they speak about finances like ooh I don't I don't know that reminds me I'm not doing that cuz they just want my money and so I think like we hold the next relationship the next church to like a very An unrealistic standard yeah, yeah so so that's why you I would rather somebody who finds himself in that place I would rather you stop this is Stop going to church for a moment and, and like, grieve and pray and hear from the Holy Spirit because what's going to happen is you're going to jump in the next one, and God might have great things for you at this next church mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's it's that important. But if, if you don't deal with it, man, you'll go to the next place. And honestly, and they'll be great. That next mm-hmm. church will be great because they'll kind of be like a savior, a hero yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, but they will say something, do something. They'll let you down at some point. They're going to let you down Red at some Rocks point. Church will let you down. Red Rocks Young Adults will let yeah. you down this at podcast. some point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your faith is in us three knuckleheads. <laughs> like, well, two. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I'm the cinnamon twist. <laughs> but we'll let you down. We're going to hurt you. And yeah. please hear me. It will be totally unintentional, mm-hmm. but it will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I just think like, man, if if you are hurt, like Andrew said, heal. Because here's the reality. To sum up this first little section, there is a 99% chance, 99.9% chance you either have church baggage or are well on your way uh-huh. to get to getting some. <laughs> yeah. Not a matter of if. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we one, we just want to validate for anybody that's that's listening that's been like, I've been hurt by a church. Yes. Like we're not trying to sit right. here and defend. Yes. Like, no, you haven't. Like, yes, yes, you probably have. But now the ball is in your court. What are you going to mm. do with that? Are you going to grow? And are you going to pursue healing? And are you going to have grace the same way that God gave you grace in your dysfunction will you have grace for God's bride and will you begin to heal and try to re-engage with church or are you going to let it fester and and just kind of grow deep roots of bitterness in right. your heart yeah. and so one thing I do want to address when it comes to church baggage because it seems like and like I said a little earlier there are very different levels the church baggage yes. but on sort of just like the the top, the the lightest form maybe, is this idea of like when honor gets weird. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of like people that I've talked to and even myself have, have stories of seeing where like honoring the pastor or honoring leadership. It's a very biblical principle, yeah. but it can get very weird very quick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is there a difference between honor and servanthood? Is there a difference between as Christians humbly serving mm-hmm. or, and then uh, is there a line somewhere within that? Like, I don't mm. know, but that kind of tends to be like a big turnoff for people that have church baggage is like, well, honor got weird or something yeah. like that. <clears throat> yeah. There's so much to say. <laughs> yeah. This is a very yeah. loaded question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, the hope first and foremost is that, um, yes, like the Holy spirit is like leading and guiding and convicting and challenging and that, the lead pastor or whoever you're serving does have accountability. That's like huge number one red flag is that 
person just that's leading the church does is it just him and there's no governance um that i know for me i'm like oop that's not a church i want to be a part of Uh um if the church doesn't have any any sort of governance then yes like i mean you look at saul in the bible i mean he had no, no one no no authority over him maybe besides samuel and he didn't even listen to samuel and it was so uh, and of course, like his pride took over and people were burned and there was wild things to happen from that and baggage. And um, however, I will say um, that to honor your leader. <clears throat> or even like a church. Like, e- yeah, but yeah. Yes. Honoring a leader, honoring a church, whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like knowing, I know that um, Sean said this and Jill referenced it in one of her messages, like what, like I'm broken, but will you still have me as your leader? That transparency, that honesty was so amazing for people to like be like, yes. Yeah. That deserves honor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That level of vulnerability. Yes. Yeah. Um, however, I, th- I think there is like a line just in like a day to day, like I think culture at large right now is kind of flipping the script on um big churches that like paved the way but be, like i mean there's like news stories coming out that's like i watched their kids for free and i didn't even get paid one time and it was like an honor and i kept coming back and it was like it's like what like brainwashing almost yeah a little bit and so i mean there's so many things to say. Like, yes, like if a church is like telling you, like, you must do this, you have to do this. This is your honor. Don't ma- don't create any waves. Don't ask questions. Y- yeah, that's a little. Yeah, those are red flags. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course, mm-hmm. that warrants like, ooh, should I be here? <laughs> should I yeah. be doing this? Um, Just on a practical level, if I'm watching your kids and you're not paying me. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not but if sure you are willing that. to watch my kids for free, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, seriously though. But you will get a background check. <laughs> I know. So there's there's a lot of nuance, obviously, in that. But I think um, to say like right off the top, like yes, like it is an honor <clears throat> to serve the local church. Um, if someone twisting your arm to do so, making you feel bad, gaslighting you, cutting you out of circles. I know one of my good, really good friends. Um, she went to a healthy, thriving church in L.A. And it was one of those things that she's like, you know, when I took a step back, they just cut me right out. Bam, cut me out of everything. And that hurts. That's yeah. really unfortunate. It's like what I can give to the church. Oh, you don't want it anymore. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm cut out. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there are things that are very nuanced in church baggage. Um, however, I, I like to see it more personal and say, okay, does this church have governance? Are they trying to follow biblical principles? Are they broken? Absolutely. I love our mission statement. Um, we're just imperfect people trying to pursue a perfect God. And that is um, that is a, an easy mission to follow for me. So yeah, I believe in that. I'll say this as a church, at, at least for young adults in Red Rocks, we are glaringly aware of our insufficiencies and mm-hmm. um, where we fall short and I think Sean and and I'm not just saying this. Some some of you might be like, "Oh my gosh, here we go." But <laughs> when I came to Red Rocks, yeah, here's what I'll say: I served at a church as an intern, where it was an honor to hand wash the pastor's Escalade. <laughs> and you think I'm making this up? I oh, promise no. you, I'm not. Like people fought over that position, and even back then, I was like kind of new to like church, the in, the yeah. inner workings of church. I was like. 
this feels kind of <laughs> weird. Like um, yeah. <clears throat> when I got to Red Rocks, all the honor was like shifted. Mm-hmm. Like I had never been, I was at a church, this church for like three years um, and then came to Red Rocks. Like one of the first weekends I came, I think, I don't know, or like shortly after I signed up to volunteer, they had this huge volunteer party where they won, mm-hmm. they like honored volunteers and knew people's names and like recognized people. Um, yeah. And that was like a culture shift for me because at like the other church, yeah, pastor could care less about who I was, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, but here it just felt like, hey, we want, we know that honor can get weird. Yeah. So let's defer as much honor as we can um, to volunteers. And so, yeah, I, I have a, I probably have a different take on it than a lot of people. I mean, I or maybe not, but I just feel like honor in the church is one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like I think that we need to to just remember, like, we honor, and then God deals with the one being yes. honored. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, even with like the the car washing, like you you felt in your spirit, like, man, this is not. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'll be doing this out of reluctancy. I don't want to do this. I don't feel. But there might have been someone who was like, dude, this is my way of honor. You know, and, yeah. and then, and what was that pastor wonky and weird and shouldn't have been doing that? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I and, and God will deal with, with that, you know, where, where there was a lack of humility. And, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do think like, man, if you're going to go to a church, like even in Acts, it talks about like they devoted themselves to to teaching and fellowship and all the things. Like I, I think, give yourself to it and and honor the church and give of your time and serve. And if you get to a place where you're like this, just feels like weird, and I'm not being generous out of like a, a giving heart and a and a wanting heart, then then I think you, you you can move on from that. But I've kind of learned that of like you know what it's just kind of like giving. Mm-hmm. Like when when you're generous to someone. And then they take that money and they go and blow it on alcohol or cocaine yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. I feel like God has called me to do this. And what they do with that is not up to me. But yeah. I feel like God has called me to, to honor. So I, I, I don't know. I, I just I think that that that's how I take it. Like if I'm going to go to a church, if I ever stop working at a church and I go serve, then I'm going to. For my family, we're gonna find a church that we're ready to like give ourselves to and mm-hmm. and serve and honor. Yeah, I don't know. No, I like that. Yeah. I, I think I think there is an aspect sometimes where churches can cause church baggage. Like mm-hmm. like we said earlier, we're broken, we're human. Honor can get weird, even though it's a, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think sometimes, and this might sound harsh, um, but I think if we really examine our hearts, it can be true. I think we can bring church baggage on ourselves <clears throat> by having unrealist, unrealistic expectations yeah. on either our leaders or kind of like secret motives into what we're hoping to get mm-hmm. from a church. Right, like, right, you know, right. we think like, oh, my pastor needs to know my name and my child's birthday and they need to know X, Y, and Z and they need to do this because this is what I think a pastor is or a pastor could do. I mean... We're learning more and more just in sociology, personality types, and mm-hmm. some people are super extroverted, some are introverted, and just because somebody holds a microphone, you think they need to be an extrovert. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and more and more pastors are like super introverted, and it just feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if we're like super honest, we wanted that. We wanted sure. to be the worship leader. We wanted 
to have the mic in our hand. We wanted to be the right. person promoted. And that never came. And that opportunity was given to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so now we're quote unquote hurt, mm-hmm. even though something we were never promised was never given to us. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, there was a point in my life where I came out to be a part of a church plant and there were some promises made, but I think I also had this greater expectation of what my role in this was going to be. And when it didn't become that, I yeah. had some hurt that I had to realize, oh, this is a little self-inflicted here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this wasn't done to me. I just <clears throat> had some unrealistic expectations that were never met. Yeah. And yeah. so I think if we're honest with ourselves, that can that can kind of be uh, an avenue of church baggage as Yeah, because well. unrealistic expectations always mean unmet expectations. Yes. Yeah. And when there's unmet expectations, it causes rela- relational strife. Mm-hmm. And so you you went into an environment or a ministry with very unrealistic expectations. Um, you don't think they're unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you have to be like, okay, what am I expecting from this place, and can they give this to me? Has any church ever been able to give this to me? Um, yeah. But, you know, if you come with unrealistic, they'll be unmet probably pretty quickly. And then you'll feel like a tension, and that that's why most people will, will end up end up moving on. Um, but like I, I love meeting people from Red Rocks who have been at Red Rocks since almost day one. I know. Yeah, it's not. A, I'm sure there's probably more than we know. Mm-hmm. But you meet some like, man, the first first year of Red Rocks, I'm still here, and I'm like the amount of crap you've dealt with that you've seen <laughs> yeah. people coming, going, yeah. struggles, issues. Our pastors who just started a church when they were like in their young thirties and yeah. barely knew anything and and not like dude, there's something about someone who's like, not come hell or high water, I'm digging my feet into this place because <laughs> God's called me to yeah. it. Yeah. And to me, someone like that doesn't really have a ton of expectation expectations. The the greatest congregant has an expectation of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of this is who I'm gonna be mm-hmm. to this church. Um, that, this, that is yeah. the most true thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, sorry. I no, just, no. I wanted to amen <laughs> that. Like, a lot of times we shop church, like yeah. clothes or department stores. But the oldest people who are mm. faithful and serve, even when they probably would prefer the music to be different or mm-hmm. the sermons to be different or the lights not to be so bright or whatever. Yeah. You get those volunteers that are in their 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a resolve about them yeah. where they have come to the realization yeah. that <laughs> this is not about me. Yeah. yeah, This is about what I can bring to this place, yeah. not what they can do. Because if you go into me. a relationship of like, okay, what can they do for me? Instead of being like, I'm going to give everything I have to this relationship, and if it doesn't work out, then I know. Yeah. But how many people walk away from church, and if you're being really honest, you didn't really give give much of yourself. You had no expectation for yourself, yeah. um, and you put all that on them. But your job as a church attender is to, is to attend, is to serve, mm-hmm. is to get into a group, is to give, and is to invite. Yeah. If you're doing those things, like your treasure's where your heart's at. So if you're not yeah. giving to the local church, it, your your heart's not going to be a part of. That. That's why I think like tithing and offering is so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm giving of myself. Um, so do those things. Yeah. But if you haven't done any of those, I'm not sure I'm really ready for a ton of discussion because you you walked into the environment and said you did not do for me what I needed to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to the next place and see if this pastor preaches the way that speaks to me 
and they sing the worship songs that make me want to raise my hands. Yeah. Um, Because yeah. I'm, I'm just a firm believer that you can lock yourself into anywhere yeah. if you're willing to, to give yourself to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can I say that's not a Red Rocks thing? Like that's like a God to his people about being engaged in the body of Christ. So if after this podcast or you've come to Young Adults or whatever for a few times and Red Rocks is not your flavor, that's great. Yeah. We're not we're not at all trying to tell you, you need to do this for our church. What we're saying is you need to find a place that feels like home mm-hmm. and your baggage might make that hard for you. But whatever church you find yourself at, you need to give. You need to engage. You need to serve and volunteer. Though what Andrew just talked about is not a we want you to do that at our church. That is what God yeah. has laid out in his word of what it looks like to be a part of the body of Christ and yes. move that forward. So yes. if it's not here, Great. go find a place where it can be. And yes. we're not offended because we want you to grow in your relationship with Christ. We want you to be mm-hmm. a blessing um, wherever you yes, go. And yes. so do that because your soul will find life yeah. when you are engaged with God's body, be it at this church or at a church down the road or, ch- yeah. you know, wherever you find That's yourself, great. you yeah. need that more mm-hmm. than that church needs you. You you need to do that, to yeah. really walk in the call. And sometimes it hasn't worked life. at a place, so quit going back to it to try to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just like the old relationship. It had it didn't work the first time, so quit trying to come back to it to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that before with people yeah. who've been hurt by our church. You keep coming back, and yeah. I can tell you're just pissed off here. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're kind of, I'm like, go Creating somewhere else. Like, yeah. go somewhere else. It's great. Um but sometimes just an environment or relationship just won't work. Yeah. It's not I, vibing. I know? think this gives like language to a really good conversation that maybe we could have um, on this podcast or another podcast. But leaving well, um, there's an art to it. And there's actually like a ton of scripture around it. Like Scott Brugman, one of our founding um, fathers. <laughs> uh, he Of has, Red Rocks, just of not, Red of, Rocks. not of the United States. Of Red Rocks. Of Red Rocks. <laughs> yeah, but he'd always be like, you know what? Like, leave well, leave well, leave well, mm-hmm. leave well. And he's seen so many people leave explosive yeah. and burn bridges and rip people apart. And then they always come back and be like, sorry, you know, tail between your legs. There's no it's bridge like, to cross anymore. <clears throat> cross yeah, back over. <laughs> yeah, and I think that I think that is what's hard um, when you do come across like, yeah, this church wasn't, I don't know. We just have like different faith statements. We, we I don't know. We just, I don't really, I don't like come fully under this person or this church or whatever. It just didn't work. (laughs) It didn't work, yeah. And there's no judgment. But I think we so often want to, like, get rally people and create minions and let's all leave together. And it's like, well, leave well. Leave Mm -hmm. well. And to Connor's point, like, find that – find a church that you can, like – and I'm I'm so ready for the day that church, like the glorification of stage, is over and done with forever and ever and ever. Like I want, I just oh man, like I, Con- Conrad's even like I mean he's like let's just go to Murdoch's and buy stuff for Murdoch's and the ten dollar Carhartt T-shirt. So I'm like yes, <laughs> I agree. I just I don't know. I think like God is doing sh- move shaking shaking things in His church. Like even like a big pastor and. Portland is like, I'm actually taking a step back. I'm not going to be the guy anymore. And just like uh, God's doing amazing things through his church right now. And I think those days of like, ooh, the church can give me influence. The church can give me a platform. The church can give me, give me, give me, give me. followers. And it's like, "Mm, well, 
No. Yeah, uh, find no. find a church that that like fits and works for you. I I remember after I preached at Young Adults once, there was a girl who came up to me. She was like, "Hey, it was my first time here," and I'm like, "That's awesome." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Did you enjoy it?" Mm-hmm. She was like, <laughs> "I know where this is." <laughs> She's like, "Uh, not really." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," and I'm like, "Is there a reason why?" She's like, "Well, I liked a lot." Of it. She's like, "But." She's like your your message just lacked depth. <laughs> You're like soul crushing. I, I I'm remember, gonna go get Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Why? usually I, I don't. I'm a little self aware. Yeah, I usually don't don't fire back. Yeah, I'm just I just eat it. But I literally I said, well, you better find a church with a pastor with more depth. <laughs> but it just felt good to be like, yeah, like I'm not gonna apologize. I'm not gonna be your flavor. <clears throat> yeah, for not everybody. Like yeah. I'm a 32 year old. Dad, meathead, and I talk a certain way, and I preach a certain way, and I pastor a certain way, and it's fine that that I'm I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not who you vibe with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's fine that our environment and our worship, and but there there is a I believe that there are many churches, and God wants you to be planted in a church. Yes. Yeah. So go go find a church, but man, like, just ask the question like what, what can I what can I be for this church how can mm-hmm. I move the vision and the kingdom forward through this church mm-hmm. not how can they fix all my because that was never what the church was built for can I tell you the church is meant to strengthen and encourage you to go out and to be Jesus to the rest of the world yes the church is not meant to be your little place of comfort mm-hmm. yeah. um where they take care of all your needs and all your issues and, and preach to, to your heart every single week mm-hmm. be strengthened encouraged but then go out. Mm-hmm. So I think people's idea of what the church should be for them is a little bit skewed. That's why I think people yeah. sometimes walk away frustrated. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you can probably hear it in our voice. We love church. <laughs> we're, we're, we're passionate Hope about that girl's it. not leaving. You know, if you are, hit me up because I want to have another conversation with you. <laughs> no, no. But here's the thing. We, one, church church baggage is real. Um, two, like... There's a difference, I guess, between like being hurt and allowing yourself yeah. to fester in that. Our, our hope for this was to acknowledge the pain, but to encourage you. We we live in a culture that sits in the pain. Mm-hmm. And there is a season and a time, Ecclesiastes, to grieve. Yes. And there is a season to get up and pursue right. healing, to pick up your mat, you know, and to to walk out in healing. And so if if you have church baggage right now and you're listening to this, we're not trying to undermine it, but what we're trying to encourage you to do, seek out healing. Mm-hmm. If that's at this church, do it. If it's at another church, do it. But we believe that the church is so beautiful for all of its brokenness and all of its flaws. And, you know, for us sitting at this table, we're probably three of the biggest flaws mm-hmm. <laughs> Red Rocks has. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're broken people too, pursuing yeah. Jesus, trying to become more like him. But God loves his church, and the church is the— biggest gift to the world. And so if you hear us getting passionate, it's because we believe that you need to get healing and move forward and engage in a church. Because even if you have church baggage, the church was made to be one of the most beautiful, powerful, influential things in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I think we want to end with just this. You need the church. Like, you need to come around fellow believers. We, We live in this culture that thinks that like we can be pioneers mm-hmm. and we can be solo and we can do this thing on our own. Dude, the enemy would love nothing more than for you to think that your faith was designed for you to do secretly right. by yourself wow. in a place of like right. hurt. Dude, isolation is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. He loves to get you isolated. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest ways you can find community 
is by engaging in a church with fellow believers who can grieve with you, mm-hmm. but then call you to more mm-hmm. and say, you know what? That happened. We are so sorry <clears throat> that happened. Let's let's find some healing and restoration. Yeah. And then let's walk you forward into the future that God yeah. has for you because it's a good future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good, loving, graceful, kind future yeah. for your life. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. And just re- be reminded that the devil hates you and wants... <laughs> There to be disunity in your heart and your soul. Yes, that is so true. And and so that's why I think we're urging yet yes, there there might have been a tough situation and, and maybe you need to, you know, talk with someone about that, maybe get some counseling, um, ad- address the issue, you know, let, let let people into it um in an honorable way. But the devil wants nothing more than you to hate the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like yeah. I love Jesus but not the church. The devil's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so so I I think just just remember like the devil wants disunity, and um, you know you have to fight against that. And church is great; it's important. Mm-hmm. Tr- even as a pastor, there's a lot of days I don't want to go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to go every Sunday, multiple services, sit on the front row. Yeah, mm-hmm. I go to youth sometimes every mm-hmm. Thursday night, young adults, and I'm like, dear God, I'm tired <laughs> of church. Yeah. Um, but I even have to let church be open up to, to my heart and my yeah. soul as well. Mm-hmm. I, I want to echo something real quick to what Andrew said, because I think when it comes to church baggage, you need to hear this. The devil loves your church baggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hates you and loves the baggage that you have. <laughs> yeah. And in the most reverse way, God's heart breaks mm-hmm. over your church baggage. God's not cold. He's not like indifferent. He's not like, suck it up. It's mm-hmm. my church. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. God's heart breaks for what broke your heart mm-hmm. about your church situation. Mm-hmm. But God loves you mm-hmm. and wants you to be healed. The devil hates you and wants you to sit in your pain and your isolation, let it fester, grow deep, grow bitter. Yeah. He would love nothing more for that to be the story of your life when it comes to your engagement with church. But in the total opposite end, God loves you. His heart breaks for you and breaks with you. What was done to you or whatever, uh, you know, does not, God's not a military sergeant. He's not like, get over it, whatever. He sits with you in your He'll pain. be gracious in your return back. Yes. In your healing, yeah. But his hope for you is to get healed, to get healthy and right. re-engage right. with what he designed to be the most life-giving institution, you know, not just as a church is like a building, but I mean like as the collective body of, of himself moving forward and bringing his vision of flourishing into the world. Yeah, so. that's great. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So uh, any other final thoughts, I guess, as we wrap up no. our, our church baggage? <laughs> Nothing left. Podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this last thing. Um, just like if you have left your church or you're feeling like prompted to maybe leaving a church, um, yeah, not to like discredit. We've we've done like a our fair share of being like, yeah, go, go, go. Um, but I mean, yeah, there are some times like you might be finding yourself like I just sat with a one of my mentors actually. I would I would consider her a mentor. She's like ten years older than me. Just like I'm sitting right here. Loves <laughs> she. <laughs> uh, just as like she's seen some wow church drama, and she's actually walking with one of her family members that's works for a church and it's just time. It's just time. It's time. And, um, there has been like a lot of like deep wounds in that story and just how like 
how much honor she even had in the process of like walking this family member through leaving and um, still being like, I'm still going to love. And even though there's like zero grace given towards me, zero anything, you guys have come not an inch towards me. Um, and I think a lot of the times like we really, when we want to leave, we want to have like all the conversations. I need to sit down with X, Y, Z, this, blah, blah, blah. And there's a time and a place, you know, um, for having hard conversations. Um, but to ultimately like, yes, like, I don't know, like there's, yeah, you might come and go through multiple different churches in your time of being a Christian. But to, um, just sitting with her yesterday and just hearing like, there's still so much life, like so much community still um, to be had and, and the church is worth it and um, for her family and I don't know. I, I now I'm like rambling, but I yes, the church is worth it. And to leave well, even if you are just like wildly mistreated, um, God does look at the intentions, the intentions of the heart, and how you are gonna treat yeah His bride. So both and like the the leader, the pastor, and you like what Andrew was saying earlier. So I don't know if that helps anyone, but yeah, if you're in a a church transition right now just keep fighting to leave well it's great yeah. yeah healthy things have conflict but they grow yes so that's marriage that's that's <clears throat> everything so i'm going to pray for us and then we're going to wrap up real quick father god thank you so much uh for the opportunity to talk about this um church baggage breaks your heart um it 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 sucks it's terrible that it's a reality and um you're not apathetic towards it your your heart breaks um, but your heart is always for restoration, for healing, for growth. And so right now, uh, for anybody under the sound of my voice that's been wounded by a church, that's been hurt by a church, God, we grieve with them. Um, we we just mm-hmm. sit with them in that pain and that tension, but we want to speak hope over their life that, um, God, that the church is a place where they can actually run to to get healing from the hurt that, that took place and that... Um, there's there's a hope and a future for them. There's good things in store in your house for those for people that have been hurt. Um, and so, God, we just pray right now that maybe the narrative in their minds can shift and that they can begin to start seeking that healing and stepping towards that healing and seeing the promises of God, the good things of God um, that come from being a part of your body. And so, Jesus, we love you. Um, thank you for healing our flaws and our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just cling to you. It's in your name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Amen Amen and amen. All right. So, hey, um, thanks so much for hanging with us today. Hopefully um, that gave you guys some direction and some encouragement for anybody that's walking with uh, some church baggage. And if for some reason you skip through all of our rambling, hit us up with your Taco Bell order. um, (laughs) And if we like it, we'll buy it for you. Um, Thanks so much for listening. Hit subscribe on whatever platform you listen to. And if you know somebody with some church baggage that this might be beneficial towards, send it to them. Um, For all things young adults, check us out on Instagram, roya.org or redrocksya.com. We love you guys and we'll see you next week. Peace out.